Hey, this is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundant Success Series. Our primetime mastermind talks about the prosperity mindset and the inspirational mindset with the Reverend Dr. Ted Futteros. He's been inspiring people for over 25 years and speaks to over 300,000 people yearly to be the best that they can possibly be. He serves on advisory boards to Fortune 500 companies, governmental, not-for-profit, educational, helps out with the homeless, and uh, he's going to tell us all about that prosperity mindset. Please go to his website, drted.co. Dr. Ted and I are coming at you right now. Dr. Ted, how are you doing? I'm truly blessed and highly favored, and thank you for the connection. I'm very excited about the interview. Wonderful. Are you originally from New Jersey? Tell our audience who you are, where you're from, and and what you do. Sure thing. I'm from a town that um, Frank Sinatra was born, if you've ever heard of him, uh, Frankie, (laughs) uh, Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, not only noted for Frank Sinatra, but some of the best Italian food and bread on the planet. So uh, that's where I was born, at St. Mary's Hospital. Beautiful. I'm from New Brunswick, New Jersey, myself. Know the place, and I have some friends from there. And what journey, you know, um, how did you grow up? What journey did you want to be on, and what journey were you on? That's two different questions, but I'm sure you've got some interesting insight. You know, when the last time someone asked me what I wanted to be when I was a child, I always said, a garbage truck. And people said, <laughs> no, you and I said, no, I want to be a garbage truck. I was about five or six years old, and I had no idea what a career was. I just saw these trucks going around, and I didn't want to be the garbage man. I wanted to be the garbage truck because when they came around, everyone was doing something. Little did I know that's not really what I wanted to do. So as I grew up, I was called to ministry at a very, very early age, and I was involved in a denomination where when I came home, I actually told my parents, I said, you know, I'm called to become a priest. And at the time, I was Roman Catholic. Today, I'm Baptist. But back then, when my parents said, um, you know, you want to become a priest, they said, no, we want grandkids. Now, Italian-American Roman Catholic, in that case, the parents either want you to become the pope or they want a bunch of grandkids. So, they went. They went the route of making sure that 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 I was dissuaded so that I can, um, you know, become a dad and and have children and bless them with grandchildren. So first of all, I'm a single parent today of three amazing children. And second is I did find out that if you don't follow your calling, you become physically ill and die a lot quicker than you would have otherwise. So even though I'm in business, I'm also a minister. You came from the corporate world before that, though. What, co- what, was, what was the track of um, you know, your career then? Oh, um, my family, uh, my grandfather started a business back in 1928, and the first thing he did was to change his name from Fattoruso, which means made red in Italian, to Fattoros, which sounds Greek to me. And the reason he the name is because bigotry... Uh, did not happen yesterday. It's been around for a long time. And uh, so my name is uh, Fadarosh right now, and I got involved in a third-generation family business that was involved with distribution of paper and plastic disposables to the food service industry. And the irony is that I was a member of Greenpeace at the same time. 
because I believe to make a difference in the world, you need to be right smack in the middle of all the chaos. I was blessed to be on the advisory board of Union Camp, PCA, Teneco, and a couple other companies in the ripe old age of about 28 or 29. So it was great experience, but then again, the calling came upon me in my late, 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 20s, probably 29 or 30, let's say, um, I was called to my high school to do career day. And there I'm talking to about uh, 150 students on career day on family business, and they could care less. So uh, I decided to take off the costume and the mask and just talk right from my heart, went around the room, and I asked every student what they loved. And there was one student in the back that wouldn't respond, and... Um, I wanted to encourage them, and finally, when I said to the child, uh, the high school student, uh, I said, uh, what do you love to do? And he yelled out, I love to sleep, damn it. And I, and I, <laughs> that's a calling. That's a talent, young man, because somebody has to test out the mattresses at Sealy Posturepedic. Now, i got to tell you, what happened at that point, that's when I realized I truly had a calling. Reason being is, when he first yelled out, Everyone laughed at him, mocking him. But when I said to him, you know, somebody has to test out the mattresses, you know, we weren't laughing at him. Mm-hmm. We were laughing with him. Right. That's when I realized with teaching, educate, educate, to draw out of someone the, the, the purity within them, the knowledge, the wisdom. I realized that what I wanted to do is become a professional speaker. And last week, we celebrated our 8,000 and 500th presentation, and uh, all glory to God, it's been a great ride. Beautiful. I saw that you talk about having an abundance mentality, due, you know, and not a scarcity, you know, and, and due to the fact that this world is so negative and people always have so many negative thoughts in their in their mind rather than positive about possibilities. They let the world get in there. They let their parents or well-meaning people Hold them back. What is that scarcity uh, mentality that you talk about to the abundance mentality? You can never be richer than when I was on May 4th of 2011. Let me say that again. Onamas, one more time. You can never be richer than I was on May 4th of 2011 when I was homeless. Just Mm. one more time. Thank you. You cannot be richer than I was on May 4th of 2011 in Newark, New Jersey at 22 Halleck Street with $13 in my pocket. You cannot be richer than I was at that point. Reason being is you can never have enough money to compensate for one's insecurity and lack of security with the mindset that it's not enough. People... I've met people that are mentally homeless mm-hmm. in multi-dollar homes. On the reverse, I've met people on the street in Newark, New Jersey, homeless as I was, that had more joy and more hope and more prosperity and more joy than some of the other people. Now, God trusted me with homelessness for a short period of time, for a short period of time. But, but God trusted me with it because he told me he's not punishing me. He's preparing me. And you cannot help someone that has been beaten, that has been raped, 
physically, spiritually, mentally, or emotionally. You cannot help someone on welfare. You cannot help someone that's homeless from a perspective of reading the how-to from a mm. book. So I've been there. Amen. Well, what happened that got you from working in the family business and, you know, being very successful? And what happened? What was that, the mindset that led you down that path? Okay. It was, it was actually a blessing. Great question. I'm a professional rescuer, which means that I make a living and my ministry and what I do as a person. It's all one. It, it's not categorized. It, this, is, this is Dr. Ted. This is what I do. I'm a rescuer. Rescuing people physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. However, however, it can be dysfunctional at times, okay? And what I mean by that is I, I didn't learn, as I did last year, to set boundaries. Don't let these people in your home. You, you can be out there. You can do it in your work. You can do it in your ministry. You can do it on the job. But, but however, you need to have a safe haven. I let someone in my life. And I teach today, not yesterday or the, or the year before, but today I teach, you buy a car, you look under the hood. Mm-hmm. You buy a do a home inspection. In a relationship, find out who they are. Let's find out who these people really are. Because some people know how to play people. And boy, did I get played. However, once again, because of me losing everything... And by the way, after this person took everything, legally found a loophole, legally found a loophole to clean me out, when I actually went to court, I stood up and I said, Your Honor, she forgot the car. (laughs) So I signed the title of a $40,000 vehicle and I said, Zygazunt Mazlotov, God bless, and I just let go. Now, Now, I learned that from the movie, book, and play La Mis, where when the priest was ripped off by Jean-Paul and caught by the police, then the police came back and they said, he took everything, didn't he? I remembered watching the play in New York City and with tears rolling down my face, watching and listening to the priest say, no, he didn't steal it. I gave it to him. And by the way, you got the candelabra. My Lord, you know, the power of the word. Wow. Very powerful uh, movie, play. I mean, I was deeply moved by La Miz. Mm-hmm. So at that point, um, after being cleaned out, I made a decision that uh, where am I going to go from here? And I chose life. I chose joy because Barry Kaufman wrote a great book, Happiness is a Choice, and people don't realize that it's all your choice because Proverbs 23 and 7, what a man, what a woman thinketh, he becomes. And I wanted to become something so that on my last breath on earth, I will hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm, amen, amen. That's wonderful. Wonderful. You're able to find peace with letting go, and that's very difficult for many people. But in letting go, uh, many great things, I'm sure, happen after that. How are you able to 
not only spiritually recover because we know that God was walking with you, but um, how are you able to financially, emotionally, everything, just recover on all different levels? That must have been really traumatic. It, it, it truly was, but there's three advantages that I've had, three major advantages over the most important, as you mentioned, faith. So in addition to faith, what else? There's three other things. One, you are what you eat, you are what you read, pero muy importante, most importantly, you become who you hang around with. So here's what I did. Step one, God gave us life called a bus. I refer to the life as a bus, a metaphor. God gave us a bus. The driver's manual is the Bible. So what I decided to do is took a look, who's on my bus? Whoa, why did I let some of these people on the bus? I'm responsible. I can't just let every Tom, Dick, and Harriet on my bus. This is holy ground. So I didn't throw anyone off the bus. I didn't throw anyone under the bus. But I politely and gently moved some people to different positions on the bus, and I politely asked some people to get off the bus. So step number one is to take stock of all relationships. Number two, your body is your temple. While I was homeless and living in New York, New, Newark, New Jersey, at a church on a street where the cops don't go, I made a decision that there's no excuse not to work out. So I made a decision that what I was going to do, I was going to buy a pair of sneakers for about $10, the cheapest ones I can possibly get, and $10 was a tall order for me at that time. I wasn't eating every two to three days, and I decided, stop complaining. You're going to drop some weight. This is not a bad thing. So I decided to run anywhere from one to seven miles in which every five blocks I would get down put my feet up on a newspaper stand, do an incline push-up, and i got to tell you something, I got in the best shape of my life. So in other words, while the demons were throwing arrows and trying to bring me down, I said, no, I'm going to turn lemons into lemonade. So the irony is, in spite of the fact I didn't have money for the gym, I got in the best shape of my life, and, and get this, my evangelical ministry became running around the city of Newark and having gang members, drug dealers, and guys and gals that were homeless literally running with me. And, and, and it became my, 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 my pulpit. So, you know, we have enough, excuse me, preachers, but we've got enough of preachers behind the pulpit uh, mm-hmm. on the altar. Yeah, we, we need people on the street to bring down the walls of religiosity. So you got to realize the theme in Newark, New Jersey, and the neighborhood where there's this, uh, you know, older me, white guy in shorts in a predominantly 99.9% Hispanic and black community. Boy, did I stick out like a sore thumb, but i got to tell you something. I never was confronted, not even once. In fact, I found such peace and joy in the city of Newark because it's actually Newark, New Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, where people 50 to 70 years ago used to travel from around the world to observe the educational system within Newark, New Jersey. My Lord, so we're talking about restoration. And lastly, third, the third piece was real simple. 
the third piece was what a dear friend of mine, Kathy Sermon, reminded me just last night. She said, you do not have the luxury of licking your wounds. You do not have the luxury of pausing. You do not have the luxury of depression. You do not have the luxury to take a time out. You owe it to everyone that has failed and faltered to lift them up with your story. Your story must be told. So get this. The same guy that walked into the Hackensack, New Jersey courthouse on May 4th of 2011, homeless by the grace of God, was the same man that with the permit preached on the courthouse steps on April, nope, 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 on, on February 10th of this year as Dr. Reverend Ted Fadaroff in Jesus' name on the steps of the courthouse, not praying for me, but praying for everyone in the courthouse from the judge to the sheriff to the bailiff, to the attorneys, including the attorney who I overheard tell their client that if you want to get your husband out of the house and get all the money and the kids, file a bogus restraining order. My Lord and my God, I prayed for that attorney. Amen. 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 I um, know that the Family Alliance Foundation just had a fundraiser, and it's a new organization. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? Sure. The Family Alliance Foundation was given birth through the pain and anguish of the past three and a half years. It's not about Ted. It's not about my son. It's about three things. Number one, let's attack the situation take the gloves off of a 63.5% divorce rate. Let's do something about it. Let's fight for the marriage. God hates divorce. Let's take a look at the why. Let's raise and lift and edify the people that are going through turmoil and under attack in their relationship because the demons want to separate mom and dad, husband and wife. So number one is divorce. Number two, Number two is parental alienation. I am sick and tired of hearing mom or dad, aunt, uncle, preacher, teacher say, stop doing that. You're just like your mother. How dare you? Wow. Have a thin loyalty to their parents. Don't ever dissuade anyone. God have mercy on those people that dissuade a child from loving both parents. And I, I, I got to one i got to tell you, the second greatest thing I can do for my three children is love their mother. The second greatest thing, no matter what, and I am experiencing the worst parental alienation one can actually experience, and yet still, through all of that, the second greatest thing I can do for my children is love their mother. Third and last initiative of the FamilyAllianceFoundation.org is never been done, sensitivity, sensitivity training for judges, DIFAS, Division of Youth and Family Services, Child Protection Services, police officers, 
and attorneys. Muy importante, very, very important that there's sensitivity training. Why? Because in family law, there's no jury. It's the judge's discretion. So, Your Honor, you need to have sensitivity training to understand that that 16-year-old Puerto Rican man that just entered this country six months ago and has a child that doesn't speak English, and you're provoking him, and he's scared, he's terrified, and you're provoking him, and you're not meeting him where he is. With a little bit of provoking, he's going to say something that's going to cause him to be incarcerated, and you know it. So it's not about being right. It's about doing the right thing. And because family law is discretionary, we need to learn what discretion really is. Because it's not the letter of the law, it's the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. One third of every man in that, that jail does not belong there. They were just, they were just terrified. How many men go in pro se? The support that we have from women and this foundation exceeds the amount of support we get from men because men keep their feelings in the closet and they deal with shame. They won't talk about these issues, whether they're in an ivory tower or they're homeless. They're embarrassed and they're ashamed. And we need to take that out of the closet because 30% of all children are not with their biological father. I got an issue with that, so I became a warrior. Powerful, powerful. Amen. You're talking about um, well, you're being in ministry and how that's really changed you to be able to go out and help other people. Are there going to be other events for the alliance this year? Oh, watch this! What I'm so blessed that we did not prepare. Okay, because this is so what I call organic. I created one more entity. I created one more entity, and the entity is the Legacy MastermindInternational.com. That's the army. Now, those are chapters. That's the leg. Those are the legs and the feet of the foundation. Separate organization, but when anyone wants to pay it forward for any cause, I will personally be mentoring an army of thousands of facilitators to pay forward any cause, not just mine, anyone that has a cause, and we all do, can be part of the LegacyMastermindInternational.com organization, get mentored on how to be a warrior, a peaceful warrior, and to develop the skills to lead organizations in a mastermind forum. So by the grace of God, and this is... I'm the dullest crayon in the Crayola box. This came from God. I don't think this quick. We got the legs and the arms, legacy. Mm-hmm. Got the foundation, the cornerstone. And then the, 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 the CEO and founder is JC, Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm just. Indeed. So. Yes. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And look at your website. It says the 4th of May you'll be having. A benefit gala event at Rudy's Restaurant in Hackensack, New Jersey. How was your first one? 
Oh, the first one, we had people coming in from California. We had people coming in from Tennessee. We had people flying in from all over. It was an amazing day. We had over 100 people. We're expecting two to three times that amount. Reason being is we're also being honored by Al Cole, an amazing man, an entertainer, a singer, phenomenal man, Al Cole, out of Rhode Island. He's honoring us and along with some other unsung heroes on that Friday the 9th. We made a decision to move the date from May 4th, I believe that was at the website. We're modifying it tonight on that event, which is a Wednesday, so that we can have everyone that's flying in from around the country stay and attend Al Cole's event on that Friday. So we are excited, to say the least. Beautiful. Beautiful. Something sounds like I I need to be more involved with. If people want to be involved with the Alliance, what are the best um, emails and websites to go to? Sure. Actually, only because it's an easier website for people to remember. Uh, The the backbone of all these organizations is simple. It's drted.co. And again, not being selfish here, it's just that it's so much easier for people to remember. It's D-R-T-E-D dot co, not com. So that's drted.co, not com, D-R-T-E-D dot co. And then from there, we can move people into what they're interested in, the foundation, fatherhood, Vox, the voice, the alliance, the legacy. So that is pretty much the clearinghouse where people first go to. Again, that's drted.co. I had something to end this wonderful um, interview with. I, I was just thinking about everything that you've experienced. I mean, you've you sit on Fortune 500 company boards, and you've uh, gone through, you know, the homelessness, and you've, you know, you've done it all, and you'd have a godly perspective. There's an awful lot in the news today about bullying, and I don't mean just teenage bullying. When you listen to the news, when you look at other things, you know, even in your grocery store, even if you're not watching television. It borders lines on negativity and backbiting and 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 whatnot, and it's just I've, I've noticed it even more growing with the internet. What do you have to say about this? Oh my lord, I, I got goosebumps, I got god bumps. What a way to close! I was just literally, as as God is my witness, I was just literally uh, reflecting on this moments before you called. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close, I'm going to share, I'm going to end with this piece. It is a crime, it is criminal to think that it's about a bad cop, a bad judge, a bad teacher, a bad president. That is only tomfoolery. It's only a distraction. The war is simple. Our enemy is not a man or a woman in the Middle East. No, it's not. It's, 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 it's not black or white or green or yellow or Chicano. It's the battle from day one of good and evil that comes in all races, colors, sizes, and so on and so forth. As soon as we think it's about the cop, the teacher, the mom or dad, is when 
the devil wins. Ooh. The battle is against good and evil. So when we understand that the dark hates the light, then we also need to recognize the last and final point that religion is idolatry unless wow. it becomes root of the vine to create the personal relationship with God. Period. That's the solution. Right there. There's nothing else that needs to be dealt with except for Philippians 4 and 7. Right there. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding be in our hearts and minds. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being a guest with me. Do so much. You're the blessing.